going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Dr. Clapper says measure twice, cut once. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. The Dr. Clapper dice, misura due volte, taglia una sola volta. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Come gather around people wherever you roam. And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. And you start swimming or you'll sink like, like a stone For the times they are changing The times are changing because you have an orthopedic surgeon, me, on the radio. That's crazy. But it's also... Terrific. The hell yeah. All right, let's do some clapper vision in the clinic. I've been talking the whole show. Clapper feel terrible about it. Who are we going to take first, Zach? Claudia in Lakewood. Sorry to make you wait so long, Claudia. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Clapper. How young are you? What do you do for a living? I'm a retired social worker and educator in aging and disability. Oh, wow. So you are an angel from above, Claudia. That's fantastic. Oh, thank you. What did your father do? Because... Yeah. Oh, my father was a traveling salesman wow. <laughs> for Barber and Beauty Supplies. Wow. So you rarely saw him. <laughs> well, but not, that's true. <laughs> wow. And where'd you grow up? In Kansas City, Missouri, right town. Wow. And when did you come to Los Angeles? Oh, 1978. I've been here longer than I was in that cold Midwest place. <laughs> 1970. What led you to come to Los Angeles? You went to school, you got married, a job. What happened? I got out of uh, school at KU, yeah, mm-hmm. Rock Chuck Jayhawk, <laughs> uh, and just one of my friends were moving out here, and warm weather, opportunities, starting my career with my master's in social work, and out I came. Wow. And where did you land first when you came to Los Angeles? Well, I landed in the valley, but my first job was in Whittier, and uh, wow. uh, then, then into Long Beach. <laughs> did you then move to Whittier? You moved to Long Beach? Where did you move to? Where'd you live? Oh, actually, mostly Long Beach the whole time I've been here, greater Long Beach. Wow. Yeah. That's a couple awesome. years in Whittier, but down to Long Beach. and That's fantastic. That's where I've been. And sports-wise, what do you do to stay in shape? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for my hip replacement in June of 18, because <laughs> I will never wait four years again to get it to live with pain. Uh, You're welcome. You may remember my hubby, because he brings you all the vintage surf books. So <laughs> I'm not having shoulder issues. But what I do is I walk at four to five miles a day with a husky. Uh-huh. So uh, I've adapted my yoga uh, practice of 40 years or so to mm-hmm. on the chair and teach okay. chair yoga. Okay. And otherwise, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm not you know, a sporty person. <laughs> a husky is a very special dog. Oh, yes. We're on our third one. <laughs> They're very different than other dogs. They really... I don't know how you own huskies. I just observe them. I've never owned a husky. I, you know, I've had Jewish dogs, which are poodles, you know, because they don't make, <laughs> they don't have shedding and whatnot. I'm God knows what your house must be like with the shedding. But oh, yeah. I got to tell you, oh, yeah. if I really didn't care about the shedding, I would have a husky. Those eyes, oh, the way they look, they're ferocious yeah. looking, but they're like the sweetest animals, right? They are. They are just sweet and adorable. And right now, there are probably a dozen being put to sleep, euthanized every day in every shelter. I know probably across the country, but certainly here in in California. It's really sad because people see the cute fluff ball and, well, they are different. All right. What did (laughs) you do to yourself? 
How did you, how can I help you? All right. I've been having shoulder pain. Mm -hmm. I just last week or so had x-rays. I wouldn't want anybody but you to advise me on my next steps. So I have my findings here and I'm curious about the next steps for my shoulders. Well, you know already, you better not let them stick a needle in your shoulder of stem cells or PRP or cortisone. No needles into your shoulder. We're going to try to be holistic first and avoid surgery first. But if if what you are about to read me doesn't uh, respond, then that's a whole different story because I'm a surgeon. But you always want to avoid it first. So let's read the findings. All right. On the right shoulder, which seems to have more damage, but because I'm left-handed, my left one hurts more. But the right shoulder says, glenohumeral joint space narrowing with marginal osteophytes present. Mm-hmm. Mild superior subluxation of the humeral head in relation to the glenoid. Okay. Downward sloping. Uh, all right. <laughs> so let me tell you. So this is an x-ray you're reading to me, correct? Not an MRI. Right. right. Okay. No, so, not an MRI. So I'm- what? what the best artistic explanation I can give you, which I love is as a painter, you can't paint wind. Wind is invisible. But as a painter, you can paint the palm tree bending over in the wind. You can paint the effect of the invisible wind and see it, even though you're not seeing it in the painting, because you paint the effect, correct? Right. So Mm -hmm. of all the things that your x-ray just described to me, the joint space is narrowed. That means the cartilage, which doesn't have uh, calcium, doesn't show up on the x-ray. So the joint space gets narrowed because you have a thinner amount of cartilage. That's joint space narrowing. The osteophyte or the bone spur, kind of like candle wax dripping off the candle. Okay, now I know you've lost cartilage because of the joint space narrowing. I know you have arthritis because you have a bone spur. But here's the key. Here's the invisible part. The fact that you have superior migration of the humerus on the glenoid that they describe, you know what that means? Mm-hmm. That means yeah. that the thick and robust rotator cuff is damaged. Even though you can't see the rotator cuff on an x-ray, I'm telling you, this is Leonardo da Vinci painting wind, the effect of wind. The reason that humeral head can ride high is because your rotator cuff is not doing its job. It's, it's torn. It's frayed. Yes, you would need an MRI, and you don't need dye injected. Just a regular MRI is fine. And yes, I'd love to send you to therapy before you do anything of the S word of surgery. But information empowers us. So, young lady, you go get an MRI, and then you come see me, and it'll be my pleasure to help you yet again. All right. That's wonderful. Yeah, because it does say on here predisposition for rotator cuff. But that's right. I get it now. Why they and the MRI is next. Yes. And you said physical therapy might be helpful. Physical or? therapy, you are absolutely going to try first, no matter what it says. You don't have cancer. It's not dislocated. But you, I always try to avoid surgery first with therapy. But you do three, four weeks of therapy, and it's not better. Then you have to come and see me. Call the office. Tell Arnie I said it's okay, so you don't have to wait three months. And it'll be my pleasure to reconnect. And thank you so much for calling this morning. It really made my day. Oh, thank you so much because you made mine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, young lady. See you soon.